Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Blue Wire. You went to Trivia Night tonight, right? Yeah. Trivia Night. Yeah. And... One of the questions was about a football player played 14 seasons and also played in other sports and the numbers that he wore were included. Everyone at the table wanted to go with Bo Jackson. And I was like, uh, but what do you guys think about Deion Sanders? And we went with my answer and it was, it was correct. It was Deion Sanders. That's, that's impressive. I am, I am an impressive person. Do you know what they, uh, how, how they call, uh, say, uh, Huge nerd in my country. Say the Todd. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Podcast, a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network, with me, Sarah Todd, jazz beat reporter for the Deseret News, and as always, my co-host Greg Foster. That's not Greg, my name. Uh, Turd Ferguson. <laughs> no, um, Foster is actually my middle name now. I am Greg Foster, Freedom War Eagle, Patriot, Black Rifle, Coffee, Fourth uh, of July Firework Parade, Toby Keith. Uh, Declaration of Independence Man. Uh, and his nickname is just Pickup Truck. <laughs> F-150. <laughs> yeah, actually, I'm just not going to spend any time on Enos Cantor. We're I just going to move along. Yep. Anyway, moving on. Anyway, <laughs> um, we took a week off. It was There was a holiday. and uh, How was your Thanksgiving? It was great. I spent it with Colin's family and friends and it was really excellent and I enjoyed myself and they were lovely and we had delicious food. So nothing to complain about. I won't go into like any further detail, but I adore Colin's mom. Yeah, she is fantastic. She uttered one of my favorite sentences of all time when I first met her. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) Just, Just imagine a real cool lady saying a really dope thing. Yeah, she's great. I'm glad you had a good time. She also pinched Jordan's butt. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's a thing that happened. Yeah, it as, was great. How as was mothers yours? do. How was your Thanksgiving? Good. My kitchen is a wreck. Oh yeah, because you're under construction. We are. We are renovating my kitchen right now, which I am so excited about. Christmas dinner at my place. Is it going to be done by then? Yes, it oh, should be. Man, oh man. Ah, uh, yeah. I'm so excited. I'm just going to be like in my kitchen, just like, just, just licking, chef fingers. Kissing and licking my fingers. And I'm so excited because I'm so tired of having my house as a construction zone. So we actually went out to my mom's place. Um, my mom was out of town. And so we kind of just uh, squatted at her place for a week. And that was, it was lovely. That's great. Nice little, nice little staycation. Love a staycation. Yeah. 
Meanwhile, we took a break. The Jazz, uh, they went also kind of took a break. <laughs> they also kind of took a break. It's weird because they went five and two since the last time that we recorded. Mm-hmm. And that sounds good. But the two losses were really horrible. Really and, bad. And I think up to the that loss to the Pelicans, what what's bad about the Jazz is that they went into that game, I think it was they were 12 and 6 when they went into that game. Mm-hmm. And the six losses all kind of had the same recurring problems up to that point. And none of the 12 right. wins really felt that good. Totally agree. Like nothing really felt great. And yeah. so that's why, like, even though they were third in the West and even though they still have a good record, like up to that point, it was like, mm, it just like nothing felt great. And we talked about it before about, it just didn't seem like they were ever giving any effort mm-hmm. and it really came to bite them in those two losses. Yeah. I think, I mean, it, it feels kind of like a broken records when you hear the the jazz players after after losses like that we have to be better we can't lose focus we have to be better we can't lose focus guys can't be out there for themselves and it's just it's all the same that we've heard now for over a year and And it's the same problem so it's like and that well and that's the thing like it's it's just it's past the point of mistakes and we're in problem territory now with this and like I think the jazz, I still think they're a good team, you know? Right. But they do have some fatal flaws, even just like outside of roster construction and everything else. Like they really do have a, uh, a focus problem, an intensity problem, uh, a not hitting back problem. And all of those problems, like the not being able to hit back, like the focus, the intensity, like all of the problems that they keep bringing up, like they're all spiraled because of the same little things on the court. It's like when they let the ball stick, then they don't get back on defense and they don't rebound and then they get careless with the ball. And so Mm -hmm. it's just like, it's a deep spiral from there. And then they can, once they're in that point and they start spiraling, it's like, then the ball sticks more and everyone's trying to win the game individually. There's a lot of pressing. Right. And that's when they get in trouble. Now on the flip side of that, when they're playing like, you know, that kind of quote unquote jazz basketball, it's really good. It's really, really good. There's a reason they have the number one offense in the league. Right. And I know like kind of makes us sound like spoiled brass that we're sitting here, like having a bit of a pity party when this team is posting great numbers. Right. And again, like, they do. third they, in the West. Yeah. And, and third in the West. Um, and they really do just have like an embarrassment of riches. But again, like I think the big problem with this team is that they don't always play up to their talent level. Right. And I think that that's their problem with it too. It's not like just me and you are complaining about it. I mean, you know, I'm sitting in front of Donovan Mitchell and he's saying, you know, 20 games into the season and we hadn't or 19 games into the season and we haven't put together a complete game yet. Like it doesn't feel good. And he's not wrong. He's not wrong at all. And so it, yes, their position is good, but you have to worry about the kind of habits that they're building now that we're getting into the season a little bit. Yeah. And I mean, even you and I, before the podcast started, we were saying like, 
does this team have a signature win? No, and they don't. I don't think they do. I mean, they beat the Bucks in Milwaukee with 60% of their starting lineup out. They beat Denver with Jokic out of the game. Yeah, they beat Philadelphia with everyone out. Right. So, like, we just talk about the Nuggets just for a second. That that franchise, man. I makes me feel feel so bad for everyone not named Michael Porter. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Same. same. Yeah. Um, And at the same time, I I don't. I don't wish like physical ill on a man. Not at all. No. I think he's a head um as a person yeah. um but yeah i like it bums me out it makes me it, it sucks that like pj dozier bum- is gone now that's the that's the one like pj dozier like that's just because i really do feel in my heart of hearts that a healthy nuggets team could win it all and 100%. i don't see that happening at all this season now especially I mean, PJ dozier's NBA. like their great guy you know yeah and MPJ is their their big time scorer outside of Jokic, and Murray's gone too. Like, just decimated, man. Sucks for them. Anyway, yeah. back to the Jazz. It does suck for them. Um, let's kind of let's just maybe um, a little bit of a speed round through some of these games. Sure. Raptors game saw the return of Rudy Gay, and that's something that we definitely have to touch on. Great that- game. I mean, that Raptors game was a great game specifically from Rudy Gay. I mean, he shot like 90% from three. He was what? Five of six from three. Yeah. And uh, he scored 20 points off the bench to lead the team that night. Yeah. Every, every jazz fan watching Rudy Gay that night is just like the, uh, the cartoon wolf. With like yeah. the gigantic bugged hard eyes who like right. smashes his head with a wooden mallet. Yes. And just like yells a yeah. every 20 seconds. And the thing is, is like you have to you have to realize, like, you know, first game back, he's playing Toronto, like there's some stuff there. Former team. Yeah. And yeah, so absolutely. like I think it was like built for him to have a good game being out that long. And that he was going to sort of return to the mean a little bit. I mean, he has sure. shot great. I think technically he's like the leading three-point shooter on the team right now in percentage. He's good. I mean, yeah. if nothing if nothing else, Rudy Gay for his career has averaged averages like 17, 16, 17 points a game. Right. And like for many, many years, averaged 20 plus points a game. He is the type of guy that you can throw the ball to even at his advanced age. And he's really and confident. say like, just go get us a bucket. Right. And he's like confident was, that he can do it. Yeah. There was, there was a play. God, I forgot which game it was, a, who, who it was against. I don't know. He, he switches onto a guard, makes a great defensive play, ends up getting the rebound, takes the ball up, the entire length of the court and walks into a pull-up three yeah. bottom of the net. And I was like, that is exactly what Rudy Gay gives this team. Another versatile dynamic defender and another guy who can run the offense, bring the ball up the court and make open shots. Like, yeah. I mean, there's been a few times now that we've seen, uh, like whenever somebody's picking up Mike or Donovan full court uh-huh. and they'll pass off to Rudy Gay to finish bringing the ball up. And that's just, I mean, it's a tiny little thing that he's doing, but it's really valuable. Yeah. And then like, we're not even talking about like defensively. I mean, he's had like little deflections here and there that 
again, like deflections don't go on a normal stat sheet. You can get advanced stats on those, mm-hmm. but it slows down the opposition's offense. Mm-hmm. And it like, if you get a deflection, they have to restart. And so they have to go into a second action. And so yeah. it's just really valuable stuff that's small. And that's the reason that you want. And that's the reason that you brought him here. Yeah. I mean, even, even last game, like I, I saw him guard everyone from Yusuf Nurkic to Damian Lillard in that game. And right. like he, he is one of those guys who can switch one through five. Absolutely. Like he, Rudy Gay has that just prototypical modern NBA body, six, eight, six, nine, athletic, versatile, moves his feet really well, can, can switch, can hit shots all over the place. He's, he's a big upgrade from what the jazz have had off the bench in the past. Um, gives the jazz a small ball center option. He just adds like another level of versatility and dynamism that the, uh, the jazz have lacked. And again, he's just another guy as well, who, if you're in a pinch, you know, shot clocks at four and your offense has been blown up by the defense. You can throw the ball to Rudy Gay and say, get a shot off. Right. In and a bucket. Exactly. Because like, he's the kind of guy, I mean, I always talk about a high release. You love a high release. And when you get a high we release, love from, a high release, <laughs> love a high release. And especially if you got a high release from a guy that's six, six or taller, then you can, he can shoot over someone. And, and he's so, got, I mean, and he's got bounce. I mean, Rudy exactly. Gay, Rudy Gay still even post Achilles can jump really high. Yeah, he can. It's going to hurt him the next day because he's 36. <laughs> cool. Thanks for the reminder. <laughs> yeah. Um, moving on to uh, maybe the, just the most memorable game of uh, my career. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> the Jazz played the Kings in Sacramento. They won that game, but who cares? Because... A dude puked on the court. Barf man. It's unreal. I could not believe what was happening. I literally I mean, didn't. I didn't even write about the game that night. I literally just wrote a story about the guy who barfed. He was pretty close to Luke Walton and had to watch a Luke Walton coached Kings team. So I can, I'm not. I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna cut him a little slack. I cannot tell you how excited it made me to wake up the next morning after the barf game and to see that Luke Walton had been fired. Oh man. Like amazing. (laughs) It was poetry. (laughs) Just beautiful. That's how you go out is one of your fans barfs all over the court and then you get canned. Really good stuff. You go out hurling. Listen, man, it sucks to suck. It sucks so much to suck. Uh, I mean, I've been waiting for Luke Walton to get fired since the day he got hired. So I'm, I'm yeah, not. He sucks. Yeah. Honestly, like addition by subtraction with that team. I mean, I guess what they need such a complete and utter rebuild. They have done things so wrong. I honestly, it makes me feel bad for Alvin Gentry that he has to like right. be interim because it's like he doesn't. He took that job not wanting to do anything, you know? <laughs> now he's got to, like, take on the team that, like, is so poorly constructed and, like, maybe try to – I mean, 
I'll give him this. He's at least trying to add some value to Marvin Bagley so that he's movable. So sure. Yeah. If nothing, like, which should have he's been a positive happening. head coach. He's a positive head coach. If he can pull that off. Yeah. Um, and nothing else moving on. The jazz played the Grizzlies and it was bad. It was a typical jazz Grizzlies game. Um, except the jazz pooped all over themselves. Like, I don't know how many more reminders the jazz need that the Grizzlies aren't going to go away. Right. But apparently they haven't got the message. And I mean, we saw it last year. We saw it. And also, also, I'll say this. One of the guys that gave the Jazz the most problems when they in that series last season was Dylan Brooks. He wasn't even playing. He didn't even play. (laughs) Yeah, that was that was that was inexcusable. And I like the Grizzlies and I think they're a good team. That's not a team you should lose to on your home court without their what second best player. Yeah. And the thing that I I say a lot is like, I don't like when teams win games they're supposed to lose. Right. Right. And if the jazz would have pulled that one out, it wouldn't have mattered. I'd be criticizing them the same way for the same things. They didn't deserve to win that game. The fact that they lost by one point doesn't really explain how poorly they played. Yeah, it was, it was, that game was just a microcosm of the much bigger problems that are facing the Utah jazz right now. Right. I kept seeing online after that game, jazz fans whining about the referees, you know, especially that late game call or whatever. Like, yeah. If you are blaming the referees for why the jazz lost, you better just, just, just install a window in your stomach because your head is that far up your <laughs> Very good. <laughs> the Jazz gave up 14 offensive rebounds in that game. And the Grizzlies had 24, 24, Ken Griffey Jr.'s number of points off of turnovers. You want to win that game? I don't know. Grab a rebound and like take care of the ball. Don't allow yourself to get into a situation where the refs might you over. You know, if, if that's, if that's the route you want to go, that's an entirely avoidable situation. The problem that I have with it is like, you're going to get into tight games with hungry teams that are going to come down to the end. And like, if there's a bad call by a ref, like I understand getting mad about that in that kind of game, but the time to get mad about a call is when your team has played well and you're fighting for the win. The jazz played poorly, got back into the game by accident, I think. (laughs) And they blew it at the end. Yeah. They didn't deserve to win the game. And so like to worry about a ref call, I, I just, I think had they gotten the call, like maybe they still lose because they were, you know, in the bed. They had a six point lead with 93 seconds left in that game. Yeah. And you, and they still lost. Like that's not on the referees. Right. Then the jazz turn around and they beat the thunder. Uh, Sure. Can I be honest? Yeah. 
didn't watch a second of that game. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. I went and saw Encanto, the new Disney movie with oh, the boy. How was it? It was great. Yeah. Yeah. I would give it like B tier, you know, like great. it's up there with like, it's not, you know, it's not Moana, but it's, you know, Frozen-esque. Sure. It was great. Big fan of Frozen. It's enjoyable. I still don't think that Frozen's top tier, but you know. I don't either. No. I think and, I've also seen it like 48 times since the pandemic hit. Yeah. And here's the thing. That's more interesting than that Thunder game. So moving on. <laughs> <laughs> then, you, beat a, you beat a team that's actively trying to lose games. Yeah, that's fine. And like it was 110 to 104. So like maybe yeah. don't no, Maybe don't be super proud of that one either. I read the recap and all I saw was Donovan Mitchell plays like dog. Right. Then the Jazz suffer their absolute worst loss of the season. Just embarrassing. They lose to the Pelicans, who went into that game with four wins on the season. And Zion Williamson on the bench. Right. And they lose that game 98-97. And again, did not deserve to win that game. No, they, they 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 played embarrassingly bad. especially defensively. I know they didn't give up a hundred points or whatever. You know, it's not like they gave up 140 points. You're also talking about the new Orleans Pelicans. They're awful. That was the first road win they've had in over a month. And, and here's what I think, because, you know, then you turn around, turn around from that. They played the Pelicans again on a back-to-back. They beat the Pelicans. They blew the water out of the yeah, building they, they did the what Pelicans they were supposed as to. they were supposed to and then they beat the blazers a couple days later also a very well-played game and so what you're hoping is that they hit rock bottom against the pelicans and that it's yeah. a turning point for the season obviously two games out from that is like too small to say like whether or not it was a turning point but that's what you're hoping and sure Again, you know, we can go off what the team has said. And I'll tell you the body language after that Pelicans loss. I haven't seen them like that since they were bounced by the Clippers. Like they, they knew that they'd up and they were embarrassed about it. And I think, you know, there were a lot of people on social media that were, you know, blaming it on Quinn Snyder. And I just completely. I saw fire Quinn Snyder tweets. It's I completely and fully disagree with that take because Quinn Snyder is not the one who is not giving a on defense or is turning the ball over or is trying to play hero ball when you could just play pick and roll against a bad team. Yeah. And so I, I just completely and flatly disagree with that idea not and... only that, but like you were the you were the one seed last year, and I know like we sound a bit chicken little esque, you know. Right now, I promise the sky is not falling, and we are, but we are kind of dumping on them. But like again, number one team in the league last year. You're third in the West right now. You're thirteen and seven. You are on pace for a fifty-five win season. Sorry, but if your team wins fifty-five games in a season, your head coach. I don't know. It's probably restructuring his contract, not getting fired. Yeah. Jazz fans going on record right now. You're spoiled brats. (laughs) 
<laughs> they, love, be, they love us. <laughs> go be a Minnesota Timberwolves fan. Yeah. Go, go hang out with Barf Boy in Sacramento. <laughs> yeah. You want to know hard times? Right. <laughs> go be an Oklahoma City Thunder fan right now. Yeah, where they're, where they're upping Poku's minutes and trying to limit Dort so that they lose games. Yeah, I mean, my goodness, guys. All I can say is I am thrilled that none of you will ever have a front office job with the Utah Jazz. And I mean, all that's to say, you know, the, the players were saying the same thing. They were like, this is not on Quinn. It's not on the assistants. The preparation was there. And we went out and we did not execute the game plan. The game plan was good. Yeah. Pelicans can't defend the paint. Go in, drive every time. That's yeah. not what the Jazz did. And when no. they did, they gave the ball right up to Devontae Graham or Brandon yeah. Ingram or I don't know. Seven dribbles on the perimeter, pass to another guy who dribbles seven times on the perimeter. Like, that's just not good offense. No. That's like Nintendo 64. Right. And so, um, again, I I hope for the Jazz's sake that that, because, you know, we kept saying, like, over the losses previous to that, you know, maybe this is going to be a wake-up call. Maybe they needed to get slapped in the face a little bit. That mm-hmm. They got straight up punched in the face, and I think that they really needed it. Yeah. Oh, they didn't just, I, I think, no, they suffered this. This was like a prize fighter who had like, uh, won the big fight and, and then starts, I don't know, fighting a bunch of tomato cans. And then one of those tomato cans actually knocks them out. Right. And I, and like, I, I've said it before. I like when the guys, you know, like own up to their their flaws rather than trying to make excuses donovan uh is kind of one that can do that sometimes where he can try to make excuses every once in a while you know like oh they were blowing up our actions or they were blitzing it's fine they were portland was blitzing joe ingles on the pick and roll on every play and he just passed over the top to rudy gobert and he dunked it a million times Mm -hmm. so like it doesn't matter there's options out of that actually the jazz are a really good team to blitz against because they will just shoot from the corner or give it to gobert so it doesn't matter they have a ton of options yeah um but uh, i was actually really impressed with uh gobert's comments after the pelicans lost he was like we are not playing like a team that wants a championship we're not yeah and he's like, we're playing like a young team and we're losing to young teams. And that is completely fair criticism. And then after they beat the Pelicans the next night, he's like, you know what? Sometimes it's good to lose a game that you're supposed to lose. And I was like, yeah, that's what I've been saying, man. <laughs> yeah, I think so often we see, because again, this team is very talented and has an embarrassment of riches. We've, I mean, how many times have we, have we talked about it? How many times have we seen it where the jazz, I don't know, are up like four points against like a, a, a very mid tier team going into the fourth quarter. Then you know, all of a sudden they find themselves down six with eight minutes to go and they end up winning the game by 12 because they just turn it on. Right. You know, it always seems to be the case. And like, yeah, sometimes that doesn't work. And you know what the better option is? Like not playing like for 42 minutes. Right. And the, and one of the things that Donovan said also that I, I mean, 
basically took the words out of my mouth is like the jazz can't fall into wins anymore. That's not a thing they can do because they're a circled game. So when Mm -hmm. you have teams like new Orleans, Orlando, like Memphis, like young teams, Indiana that are hungry and they're going to come into the building. They are like, you know, you've got guys on those teams that are playing for contracts. You've got those teams that are trying to prove that they're better than their record. You've got teams that are, you know, pissed off. And when they're going into a building, they're like, I'm going to go at Donovan Mitchell tonight. I'm going to go at Rudy Gobert tonight. It's not like when the Orlando magic or the new Orleans Pelicans minus Zion are playing the Utah jazz. It's not like they're going to play each other. They're going to play differently when they play the jazz. Yep. And so the jazz can't fall into a game. They have to play even better than they did before. Mm -hmm. I think that they're absolutely capable of it. I think that if they, if they use the recent losses as motivation and they just play for each other rather than trying to individually win the game. Mm -hmm. And that goes like across the board for them. Then I think that they could be absolutely one of the best teams in the West, not just in seed, but in actual results. Agreed. They have the talent. They have the depth. They have the star power. We saw it last season. Yeah, we know what this we know what this team is capable of. And I think that's what's made these this this last stretch of games where the Jazz are seven and six so frustrating. Because they're not playing up to their ability. Right. And again, I'll say, you know, the Jazz right now, they stand at 14 and seven. They're still third in the West. And that's a great place to be. But Mm -hmm. like as we move into the schedule, I think that. I think that they've had it kind of easy. I know that the schedule has they been have. travel heavy, but they're honestly their biggest test so far were was the Jimmy Butler less Miami Heat. Yeah, and they got their ass kicked. Right. And so like if that's been their biggest test, like that's why I think we have to be so critical on them right now is because they're playing teams that they should beat and they're not winning all of those games. And so while their record is good right now, they're going to start going into games against teams that are much better than what they've faced so far. And they're going to be in more hostile environments. I mean, they're, they're going on the road uh, starting after they're playing at home against Boston on Friday and they've got a three day break. So lots of preparation time, lots of rest. If they don't win that game, that'll be a huge disappointment at home. And then they go on the road and they're going to play Cleveland, who has been a pleasant surprise. They're good. Incredibly pleasant surprise. I mean, I know that they're eighth in the East, uh, 11 and 10. And as we're recording this, but like, again, that is a young, hungry, like ferocious team. Mm -hmm. And And Evan Mobley might not win rookie of the year. He's the best rookie in that class. He's awesome really impressive stuff he reminds me and i don't i don't say this lightly because kevin garnett is one of my five favorite basketball players of all time he reminds me of a young kevin garnett right he's that good uh and then they're gonna go they're gonna go to minnesota who they haven't been playing terribly they're seventh in the west right now and so they're gonna they also beat the jazz three times last year right then they go into Philadelphia who just got their players back. And so they are going to be 
they want every possible win that they can get because they went through a really tough stretch. Yeah. And so that's going to be a hard game in Philly. And who do they have after that? Uh, oh, then they're going to play the Wizards, who are like weirdly one of the best teams in the league right now. <laughs> it's actually really funny that uh, the Wizards are notably better than the Lakers. Yeah. That's a really funny thing that I think about a lot. Man, this season is so weird. At the it's end of so this, weird. at the end of the season, we're gonna look back at the standings that we predicted and the seating for the playoffs. We're gonna have a good laugh, is what we're gonna have. We're gonna it's do. gonna be very funny. I'm gonna enjoy that a lot. I'm gonna really enjoy that. Yeah, yeah. And then when the schedule actually starts to get really tough, is going to actually actually be after the first of the year. They're gonna go on their first. Um, or it's a five game road trip. Yeah. They're going to go on a five game road trip Mm -hmm. basically to start the new year. And then after that, they're going to start playing a lot of the West powerhouses. They're going to play Denver Lakers in those cities, golden state Phoenix in those cities. And so, yeah, they play play all three of those, those teams twice in that month. Right. And so that's going to be their tough stretch. I think that's the stretch of the season where we're actually going to be able to kind of make some determining critiques about the jazz uh, whether that be good or bad. Yeah. Cause that's my, that's my big question with this team. I, I don't know who they are. Um, I think they have a pretty, pretty high floor. Right. Um, and I, but I really truly as of right now do not know what their ceiling is and I'm going to go ahead and just throw last season out the window. Doesn't matter anymore things change. And I, I really am. I'm curious to see who this team is. And I think over the next few weeks, we'll get a much, much better picture because they're going to get tested. Um, and you know, if they, they do end up being successful, yeah, they'll, they will finally get those signature win or signature wins. But again, lots of, uh, lots of question marks on this team right now. Um, just so people, I know that we're way ahead of this game, but I do want to say that I think fans, if you're looking for a game to go to the jazz play at home against the warriors on new year's day. And it's the second game of a home back to back. And by all reports, clay Thompson will be back. So let's go get those tickets that that's going to be a good one. And again, second game of a back-to-back playing against the Warriors with Clayback, like that, it's just couldn't ask for a better one. That's really good. And I'm so impressed by this Warriors team. Again, we're, <laughs> we're going to, we're going to laugh about yeah. that, that prediction. Um, <laughs> certainly did not expect them to, you know, I didn't expect for Andrew Wiggins to be like, he's going to make an all-star team this year. <laughs> Jordan Poole might make an all-star team this year. Andrew Wiggins might make an all-defensive team. (laughs) Yeah. It's really weird, man. I don't know. Like, I guess Draymond. Roll back the clock. (laughs) Or, you know, pulled a Gilbert Arenas and it worked. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Yeah, but they're, holy cow, they're good. Even though they're, uh, they're down... Uh, they're going to lose to Phoenix. They're, they're down. Uh, Devon Bookerless Phoenix right now. Phoenix is so good. They're, they're far better. away. The two, sorry, Jazz fans, two best teams in, in the league right now by far. 
there is a lot of of games to play um but yeah i i will go on record right now and say that i do not think the jazz are a top tier team as of right now yeah um, today as we're looking at it 21 games into the season the jazz are are not living up to the potential of a team like golden state yeah. or phoenix they're not a title contender right now no they they wouldn't beat brooklyn they i don't think they would beat milwaukee and they certainly wouldn't beat uh golden state or phoenix again things can change absolutely there is three quarters of the season left i mean if 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 the jazz start playing the way they were kind of you know at their peak last season if they start sure. playing like that again i throw them right in the mix yeah but they're not there they aren't. and they haven't been uh, i think the last two games i've seen a lot more fight and i've seen um seen a team that's a little nastier but again you're playing the new orleans pelicans and the trailblazers if you can go on the road and you can do that against the philadelphia 76ers in philadelphia then i will be impressed exactly yep i think um i actually i won't be at the game on boston i'm taking a day off good for uh, you you deserve it that's what my boss said hell yeah <laughs> yeah um and I will be in Portland to watch RSL burn the world down. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. You, you, you and me, lifelong Real Salt Lake fans. Hey, man, I'm new to it, but I am I am emotionally 100% in. David, David Ochoa, Ochoa Hive. David Let's Ochoa go. is my son. I am formally adopting him. <laughs> formally and legally. <laughs> I'm... Congratulations on being a parent. Thank you. This is a this is a parenthood podcast now. Papa. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know my why. Boy. My my absolute sweet baby angel of a boy, David Ochoa. I cannot wait to watch him in I'm Portland. I'm so excited for you. I really <laughs> wish I were I were joining you. I would, oh my god! But, uh, on a I'm, whim, I can't believe we actually bought tickets to go do this. So I'm very excited, and I'm gonna be taking a red eye the night of the RSL game. So that I can make it to the game in Cleveland. <laughs> so that's you gonna... have to take a red eye to go to Cleveland. <laughs> it's going to be a rough day. <laughs> that always reminds me of the Joe Kim Noah rant, which is a top, I don't know, 10 rant in NBA history. Great rant, but I completely disagree. I actually really like Cleveland. It's I... one of my favorite NBA cities. So, Not for me. It's for Granted, me. I only stopped there to get lunch on my way home from philadelphia when i right. was moving <laughs> yeah uh because you know you drive right through akron and cleveland um not for me yeah i spent a lot of time there during the finals covering the warriors so i got really acclimated i'm, and I'm sure if i spent more time and actually knew the city outside of i don't know like getting a sandwich with coleslaw right <laughs> yeah great place rock and roll hall of fame is worth a stop so oh this is not for anyone but you. So mm-hmm. I hope the fans enjoy this. I just figured out what I'm going to get you for Christmas. And I'm, oh. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll do, we'll do a, uh, an unwrapping on the pod. Ooh, that's fun. <laughs> Cause I also have a little idea. Oh, God, we're so cute. We're like the cutest, most wonderful, smartest, 
most personable and best podcasters in the world, if I do say so myself. We're like Stockton and Malone with good politics <laughs> and like better life choices. God, I hope so. <laughs> That's going to do it from us. <laughs> really good. Yeah. Uh, hey, you guys know so good at this. <laughs> we're really good at podcasting and you guys know what to do. For your really good podcasting friends, rate, review, subscribe, download, do all of the things, leave us a five-star review. It really helps out. And we will talk to you next time. Number one podcast of all time. Oh, I forgot to uh, follow Greg at Dad Sham Dad. Nope. <laughs> follow me at Emmy Sarah. All right. They don't know at this it's point. Over. It's over. <laughs> we are really Looper good at real. We're so good at crossing up the boxes. We wrote the outline for this episode as we were recording it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, that one was for Deion Sanders. <laughs> Let's, go. Let's go. Hell yeah, Jackson State. <laughs> yeah. I'm on actual... Dad duty. dad duty yeah you said duty <laughs> immovable object unstoppable force just <laughs> just pounded it out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm not taking the sweater off for the entirety of uh the next i don't know 120 days until the end of the winter solstice <laughs> yes until <laughs> i'm gonna pull up the jazz schedule to remember what they've done Thank you.